scriptural oh. stuff. It's <laughs> like, it's like, well, you, you, this is, you know, it's really far out. For me, it's really far out, but it's, I mean, there's a lot of blowback and a lot of, you can't have the two yeah, together, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so it's quite interesting though, that there's a, there's a listening for it. Krishnamacharya is saying yoga must be adapted to the cultural needs of every person. You must teach yoga with respect for who they are in every way, including their background, or if, you know, if there's any faith-based system or any language of faith, uh, religious culture, that must be taken into account and use the liturgy of their own faith as the context in which you teach them. But he yeah. would also... Two things. The Buddha was a yogi. Yeah. Two, Christians need yoga. And there it is. Whole body prayer to Christ in this great tradition that yoga is what you do in response to grace that has been granted. If you come across somebody like Jesus Christ and you feel the cities or the gifts of his transmission is one who is not separate from the power of creation, one who is the power of creation, not obstructed in body and mind at all from eternity and that such a person is very useful and yoga is what evolved in that ancient world as the way that us ordinary people respond to that grace that is coming to us from such precious treasures of the human existence as a Jesus Christ or a Buddha or others right through into the modern time. So yeah. once again, I'm really happy to hear that happen. I mm. think it is evolutionary for humanity, you know, and you, you lead the way. <laughs> you become a holder of this uh, great tradition of yoga. You understand it with the authority of your own experience, as I was saying, as well as your own suffering and having victory over that suffering and being able to enter into intimacy with life and all tangible conditions with life, including intimacy with your intimate partner and the family life and everything, you know, the fulfillment of the Vedanta and Tantra is one Dharma, which it is. And uh, there's a lot to be said for this. I know uh, two other examples of actual pastors in uh, churches in the U.S. who mm. learnt this yoga and started yoga asana pranayama classes before the sermon. Wow, really? I know. In the church hall, the parishioners come and they do a little moving and breathing, quietly sitting. Then they yeah. go into the church and continue the rest of the religious practices. Asana pranayama, meditation and ceremony, puja, blessings, yes. drinking wine, taking bread, etc. in that order. Yes. In that order. Yeah. And they're profoundly helpful. These two cases I know of, their wives brought them. Oh, wow. You know how in the U.S. the women have got interested in yoga and the men are hard at work trying to, <laughs> trying yeah. to survive. And yeah. the ministers were hard at work in the, in the church and their wives went off to the yoga retreat and they went home to their husbands and said, you should come. <laughs> And they came, and up two years later, they this was their story. They were running, um, moving and breathing classes. Very cool. 
It's a, just a matter of education, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, religion turning its away from yoga is simply a. It's just a fear. It's not simply not understanding that. Yeah, it arises from the mind. It only arises from the mind, you know. When, yeah. and that's the gift of the practice. It puts the you know you've said this uh, many times, Mark. That it puts the mind back in the source of the mind. Yeah. And then you you mentioned this profound matter of. We all are in our own mandala. We sit in the beautiful chair of a radiant cosmos that is radiating from this embodiment, this heart, in all directions, all beauty everywhere. And this, this was the realization of, in the ancient world, certainly the realization of Buddha or Christ. Uh, but then culture created um, exclusiveness around this. And it was as if there was only one person sitting in a mandala and then the whole of society got organized around that one person's mandala as small figures within it. There's a beauty in it, very powerful charm, but it was a power structure put on society, which created the perfect person implying that everybody else was not that. Yeah. And then struggling within the mandala to become that. You know, the lesson is we walk out of that mandala, like UG Krishnamurti walking out of the social dynamic of disempowerment, of thinking that you can get it from the great teacher. You try to get it as an egoic activity in your own nervous system and mind, trying to get it, some sacred offering. At a certain point, that stopped for you. Yeah. You found yourself in your own ground, blooming yeah. in your own garden. This is not a dissociation from anybody or anything, of course. It's not a dissociation from the Buddha or that person that 